Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Man, I feel like a woman. This is Powered Up Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, and this is our Family Fitness Mommy Wellness Series, and we are going to get you out of the gym or into the gym, and we're going to help you navigate through some of all the information that is out there that is so... So tough to figure out. We are here today with Polly Monson. She is a New York fitness expert. She's a wellness expert. She's highly educated, highly successful, very expensive. So we are so happy to have her here today. And we've been dispelling some of the mommy myths. And for those of you that have missed uh, some of these shows or missed the, um, don't realize that this is part of a series, you can go to iTunes and type in Powered Up Talk Radio and look up Polly Monson. You'll see these episodes. You can go to Mother, I'm sorry, you can go to Powered Up Talk Radio and you can find the shows there. You can also go to our host station in Texas and find uh, the shows there. Or you can go to Polly's website and pick them up at centralsweat.com. Sweat as in, you know, sweat equity and central as in Central Park because she is out of New York City. Now, I want to talk about today some of these uh, trends that are happening. And I believe that they are lifestyle diseases. They are issues that arise because of technology because of the way we are living and raising our children and as a technology expert as someone well versed in technology as an internet brand strategist I'm probably aware of this more than anybody because we've got three tablets in our house five or six computers I've got 11 in my office I've got two cell phones both iPhones both of my kids have cell phones and I will tell you that I am shutting off our direct TV for the summer, and this is for two reasons. Studies have shown that children today have expected lifestyles less than we have today. We are the richest country in the world. We have the greatest access to technology, antibiotics, medical treatments. So why are our kids dying younger than we ever have in our recent society? It's our lifestyle. It is our what we're putting in our mouths. It's what we get up and do all day, and I will tell you, as a mother of two young children, soul-supporting, meaning I don't get any child support, I don't get any help, I have to do it all on my own, I have to earn my own living every day, 
Nobody is busier than me. Nobody juggles more than me. And if I have time to cook home-cooked meals, if I have time to get up and make my kids play soccer and run around with them so we can multitask and both get our workouts in, so can you. I'm distressed over the fact that the children in my son's schools, majority of them are overweight. I'm disgusted with the food that is served in the cafeterias, that is full of sodium, full of fat, full of sugar. And I'm disgusted that there's one little bowl of salad and most of it gets thrown out. So I'm just on a rampage, Polly. I am tired of this. I'm willing to fight back. I'm willing to open up my big mouth and dispel some of these myths that, you know, I'm just fat because I have big bones. My kids are fat because of whatever, you know, it's, 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 it's a very different scenario in which we live today because of technology, because of our children's access to the Internet. It's, it's, it's not good, and we have to make changes now. I agree. I agree. And it has to start at home because, like you were saying, like school, it's only getting worse because they're taking away funding for physical education. And the cafeteria, you never know what your kids are getting served, the portion sizes, the saturated fat, the salt, the sugar, and the vending machines, all of those things. Like it has to start at home and teaching your kids so then when they're out there and they're on their own making their own decisions, they're going to make the right ones. And you don't have to be standing over them for them to do it. And they know why, you know, so, um, and I think technology plays a huge part in that. Like we were discussing earlier, it's sad that this is the first generation that have a lower life expectancy than their parents, this, this youth. And it's, it's crazy. The obesity, the obesity rate is, is like going higher and higher as each year passes. And a lot of it has to do with nutrition and the fact that I know that Katie Couric just produced, um, fed up, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a documentary I desperately want to see um, about how food is made in the U.S. and how it's processed. And I think it's very interesting because uh, they they put they they make a key point about talking about processed foods and the difference between the natural and the processed and how that's a big component in what's enlarging our kids basically. And you put that on top of this like huge technology um combustion and like video games and internet and google and all of these like it's just it's just sad and kids aren't outdoors anymore kids aren't playing anymore i love the fact that you're cutting the tv off for the summer you need to like kick the imagination into high gear and get them outside because that's the only that's the only thing that's going to change and these are habits that are going to last like i'll meet clients in their 30s and 40s that have never had an it has done anything athletic their entire lives. They're incredibly successful. They make tons of money. They have families are good, but they have no idea what it means to be physically active. And I just find that sad. I mean, what were you doing at six years old? I ask, like, what were you doing at eight? Like what happened between then and now that, you know, had you sitting and have that be okay for eight hours a day, every day, 10 hours a day, every day, every day. Like it just, it makes me nuts. It makes me nuts, Sandra. I put something up on Facebook recently. There were a bunch of um, Afrikaners, you know, little African kids in their in their little skirts, and they were holding staffs, and they were looking out over the plains in Africa. And some snarky person brilliantly wrote one of the bubbles. The kid says, "I heard kids in America have to sit." in a classroom for eight hours a day. I heard that, you know, they eat food out of, you know, out of cans that, you know, and it was, it was really compelling. And then the one little, the littlest one had a bubble that says maybe we should do a fundraiser for them. 
<laughs> and it was hilarious because it's like, you're right. You know, and I'm going to, you know, I'm pretty vocal and I'm pretty blunt, Polly. You know, one thing about me is I, I try to be funny and I try to be entertaining. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty blunt. And I'm going to tell you that growing up in the country and seeing what my kids eat today when you take an ear of corn or you take a tomato off the bush, and this is just some hometown girlfriend advice, if you don't eat that in a day or two, guess what? It rots. So when you take things and you put them so that they can sit on a shelf for two years, there's something really wrong with your diet if your food can outlast a day or two. You know, it's just the way of nature, you know, bears aren't running around with cancer and, you know, they're eating the blueberries off the plant and yeah, we're poisoning them with the, you know, the fat and the fish and we're poisoning them with our water. But when you look at other countries, they don't have these crazy, you know, endocrine reproductive cancers we have. They don't have, you know, these kids running around with ADD, ADHD, all these hyperactivity disorders. And my question to every mother out there is the next time you go into the elementary school, look at all the messed up kids. Look at all the fat kids. Look at all the kids with, with these disorders. Look at all these things and just go, what the hell are we doing to our children? And I'm just going to, you know, get sued someday because I really think it's all this crap that we put in our kids that's unnatural. It is not natural. My mom used to make cupcakes for us, and I loved her cupcakes. She would make these chocolate ones with frosting that was so good. But you know what? If you didn't eat them with a day, one of two things happened. My brothers got to them or it spoiled. It's that simple. They are not made to have a shelf life of a year. So when you look at what are we saving by eating processed foods because we don't have spoiling, but what is it costing in our health and the health of our children? Because these these kids with disorders, it's crazy. I volunteer in the classroom. I took a bunch of kids to the Museum of Science and Industry in Los Angeles last week. I had eight children, okay? Three of them were on medications. Three. Three kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And, and again, it's like, and it's hard because you can't, there are no direct causations. Like you can't say this causes this. And sometimes they try to do that or they try to prove with dairy or they try to prove with soy or all these different things. I mean, the best you can probably get are high correlations. Like a kid had a lot of this, so they're kind of this, or the parent had this during pregnancy, so this. But again, because there's no direct causations, you can't have any, you know, absolutes. Again, you can't have any absolutes. But at the same time, like you were saying, in Europe and other parts of the world, they eat everything. They just eat it naturally. Like they just have the most natural, like basic natural version of all the food that they eat. But they still eat well. They still eat cheese and quiches and meats and like rich foods, croissants, things like that. But they, one, don't eat a lot of it. Because they don't have the same, they tend to not have the same mentality with food as Americans do. The portion sizes are much smaller. And two, it's it's all natural. They don't do, I mean, when I lived in Spain, it was kind of a whole new way of learning how to cook. They don't even have bagged carrots. Like, you can't even get, like, the mini carrots that you can get in the bag here that's so easy to take. I had to buy a bag of raw carrots and, like, scrape them and cut them and make them for my, like, snack bags for, for class and whatnot, which... 
at the beginning, I thought it was a little cumbersome and it was kind of annoying. But at the end of the day, I was like, this is so much better because I'm getting it fresh and I'm getting it like now. And that's how they eat everything. And like, yes, they're eating white bread, but it's like home cooked white bread. I learned how to make German bread from my um, amazing German friends. And it's like fresh. It's all natural ingredients. So it's bread, but it's good. And it's good for me. And it's amazing. Like it smells amazing when you make it like and I think if you do more of that stuff with your kids and you give them the natural version of some of this like make homemade ice cream like have ice cream be part of their life and their lifestyle but home make it make it an event and top it with fruit so they have the moderation of yes they're getting this kind of sugary dessert but they're not piling on tons of candy and syrups and everything they're getting like strawberries and mango and they're mixing it in with the vanilla yogurt that's fresh made like the I think if you start early with this type of behavior and these choices, that's the stuff that they're going to want to choose as they get older. They're not going to want the vending machines. They're not going to want the Twinkies and the candy because that stuff's not the good stuff. The good stuff is, you know, mom's homemade ice cream. And the good stuff is the Greek yogurt with the granola and the honey. And that like, but I mean, only you can only do that from home. You can only start at home to do those type of things. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that's well, I do. I, you know, I agree with it. And I, you know, and I will honor the fact that it does take me longer to chop stuff up than it does to go to Sam's club and toss a bunch of oversized containers into my shopping cart and then load them on the shelves for convenience. You know, I will acknowledge that, that I have to make the choice. We only have 24 hours in the day. All mothers have to make this choice. But at the end of the day, when I look at a bag of Doritos or a bag of Sun Chips and I see 40 chemicals I can't identify, and then I can take, you know, a bunch of potatoes and I can chop them up really quick and toss them in the oven and the kids can eat them dipped in our, you know, dressing that we make, they still get the fat and salt, you know, thing, but they don't get the 500 other chemicals attached to them. And I will tell you, my kids do not overdose on apples. And when I give them, and they get a cut up apple in their lunch every day. I use one of those little things that you like slice down and you're like, chink, you know, and it makes like eight apple yep. slices. You know, I have yep. chosen to spend what little money I have on some of these food prep things to make myself, you know, to make it easier on myself. But I don't want a bag of, of, of vegetables or anything coming into my house that's been washed and bleached and processed and then I'm supposed to open it and use it under the guise that I'm giving my kids natural healthy food. I, you know, I get so frustrated and you know what happened, Polly, is I have to pay. I live rural. I live out, you know, on a horse ranch and I have to pay for garbage pickup. I have to pay a lot of money for garbage pickup. And the more containers I have, the more money it costs me. So one of the things that happened when I started eating, you know, clean and I started going back to whole foods, the amount of packaging I have to throw away, I was paying $90 every three months for trash pickup. That's $300 a year. I'm now paying $45. My trash bill is cut in half because I'm not throwing out all this packaging. And, you know, my refuse is potato peels and, you know, a lot of things. Actually, we, we scrub our potatoes. We don't even have potato peels. Um, we don't have a lot of waste. And it's interesting when we get into our lifestyle, you know, with I have friends who 
who buy gyms and they don't work out. I have friends who buy DVDs that they don't ever watch and, and do. But I see all of our money going to so much of this packaging, and it's unhealthy and it's wasteful. Like, there's no win. The only place that are winning are our, our big manufacturers. Yeah, agreed. And, and they care about the bottom line. They care about the dollar. They're not caring about your kids and how much they're, how much nutrients they're getting and is this getting them energy and having them grow strong bones. They're caring about the bottom line and how much they can sell. And it's just, and you see that a lot in a lot of the, and, it, and it's aggravating because in these cereals that promote whole grains or promote protein, but at the same time they're chocolate flavored. And I'm like, why does anyone ever need a chocolate flavored cereal? Like, Hands down, that seems just like a, that's one easy fix you could make is take. And my mom always said, she's like, we never had it in the house. Like she went to friends' houses and didn't even really know that it existed because they never had it in the house. And I think that's the, like you said earlier, it's the first thing you have to do is just take the choice out of the way. I do it for myself. I make sure in the vices that I do have that the things that I know that I would indulge in, if I had the chance, that's a little bit more self-discipline. I just don't keep with me. I'm a more savory than sweet person. So I never buy the chips and I never have the, the chips and salt because I will eat a lot of it. And I know that. So I just keep it out. And I think with your kids, it's just like, there are some easy, like lucky charms is a no go. There's so much sugar in that. Even if it says whole grain, it doesn't matter. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's just, you're well, them you know what? The way we marry those things is that, like, I will buy a box of cereal. Like, I love Cocoa Krispies, but that's a snack. That's a treat. That's a dessert in our house. It's not a staple. It's not a – and once the box is gone, the box is gone. And it's, you know, I might buy maybe two boxes of cereal a year. And I will tell you, I stumbled upon this, again, naturally and organically because – I was broke. I could not go in and pay $4.25 for a box of cereal. At the point at which I got divorced, I had crushing divorce bills. I had a mortgage to pay. I had car payments. I had child care payments. And at the end of the day, $4 for a box of cereal just wasn't happening. And when I would start doing the math and I go, well, I can get, I can get 25 apples for 4 bucks, And I can peel them and I can, you know, make a, a little strudel, you know, for dessert and I can grind them up in my Nutribullet and make the applesauce, you know, and I can put sliced apples in my kids' lunch every day and I can take that four bucks and I can spread it over the week. The same thing with, you know, eggs for breakfast or um, oatmeal, you know, we're big egg and oatmeal people. And that came from, first of all, my country lifestyle, but second, I couldn't afford it. I can't afford... $3 for a bag of bagels, $4, you know, for two boxes of cereal is eight bucks. I have spent $20 on garbage. You know, people always say, oh, it's so expensive to eat healthy. Well, I got news for you. It's, it's expensive to eat junk because Doritos are expensive. Potato chips are expensive. All that stuff adds up. And when you're a single mother like me and you look at your bottom line and, you know, I have two boys and it's me and I have a friend who's very wealthy and I spend about 60 bucks a week on groceries. She spends about 300. I kid you not. Oh, God. Because and you do the math. Do the math. Yeah. When you buy a box of granola bars, when you buy all this box stuff, you can't get out of Sam's Club for under two hundred bucks. No. No, I no, I agree. I agree. But that's but that's the that's the other myth that you kind of need to bust, which is to eat healthy is to eat more expensively. I mean, 
you just contradicted that in general, but like, I know growing up, like my mom always said it, like we were really poor when my brother and I were little. And because of that, she made all of our baby food. Like it was all processed carrots and it was all just like whatever she decided, green beans all mashed up. Like it was all very raw, very natural because that's the cheapest. If you go buy like a, a head of broccoli from the store, getting the raw head of broccoli is going to be cheaper than getting the bag of frozen broccoli. And it's better it's better than the frozen bag. And I mean, and you think of like granola, make your own granola. Like if you go to the vats, even at Whole Foods, it's, it's, it's cheaper. If you go to the vats kind of in the aisle, it has all the big bins full of like different nuts and cereals and grains, quinoa, brown rice, all that stuff. If you're not getting it prepackaged, if you get it there, it's cheaper than getting it prepackaged. So maybe it's like one extra step but it actually is cheaper. I can walk out of the grocery store with five bags of groceries for about 40 bucks when it's all fruits and veggies and it's all natural. Now it takes a little extra work to process and to cut and to clean and to get together, but you can't give me the excuse that it's more expensive because it's not. Maybe it's a little extra work and that we can like, you know, have be a separate issue in terms of how do you manage your time and prep and cooking and balancing that throughout the week with your kids. But you can't give me the money excuse because when you buy it raw, it's it's always going to be cheaper. You're buying, you know, the money goes into the process, to the box stuff, to the organic stuff, all of the all the gimmicks that are out there right now. That's where the juice is, all that stuff. Um, in my opinion, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so. and the time thing for me, you know, it's like when you talk about multitasking, you know, it's amazing, you know, when you multitask, and I know this probably will offend a lot of people, but I put a television with a DVR in my kitchen. <laughs> I don't have it in my living room. And the reason being is like those three hours that I spend cooking and cleaning the pots and pans and everything, I will watch my recorded shows, just like I watch my recorded shows when I'm on the treadmill. You know, there is yeah. only so many hours in the day, but... You know, doubling up on some of these things, you know, listening to music or, or watching your TV shows while you do your food prep, you know, is an amazing combination. And then when I can sit down and really there's a couple of shows that I don't like to watch in the kitchen in front of the kids or have them here, then there's my true like TV relaxation time. But if I take my kids to soccer, you know, we talk about mommy workouts, um, you know, when I take my kids to soccer, when my kids are practicing soccer, I don't sit in my lawn chair, you know, sipping a Diet Coke, gabbing with the other moms, I say, come on, and who wants to walk with me? And we walk the perimeter of the field, and we get, you know, 45 minutes of exercise in while our kids are exercising. I mean, I can't tell you how many games and practices I've been to where the parents are sitting and eating while their kids work out. And I'm like, there's something wrong here. You know, they're, they're, we're making lifestyle choices because we're unaware or we're, we're, you know, unable to change our way of thinking until somebody says like me that goes, hey, Julia, hey, Char, hey, Carrie, want to come and walk with me? Let's walk. And, you know, you can still look over at the soccer field and, and watch your kids practice. But guess what? We just got a great mommy workout in. And we had fun. Yes, yes. And you, and you know to expect that, that you're going to have that break um, from your kids to have that hour to walk around the field and have that accessibility and being outdoors. And so you plan that accordingly and you do it. And that's part of it is the planning, is the being proactive. You know when your kids are going to have nap time. You know when your kids are going to wake up in the morning. You know when they're going to go to bed. And again, it could seem like extra work, but you don't have to look at it like I'm going to need two hours in my day to work out or it's just or I might as well just, you know, not do anything. It could be as easy as 20 minutes, getting up 20 minutes early before the house gets up 
to get your to get your me time, to get your little bit of cardio in, your little bit of strength training, whatever routine that is. I do a lot of that with my online fitness patients, as I or patients, clients, my online clients, because I figure out, okay, when is your mojo the best? Are you a morning person or are you a night person? Because a lot of people can go all day and then they want to get the stress out at the end of the day and then like and work it off. And some of them like to start at the beginning when they're fresh and fully energized and get it out of the way to keep them balanced for, like for the rest of the day. So you just figure out those certain spots. Everyone, you know your week. You know you have a busy week, but you you have a busy scheduled week. You know when things are happening, when your meetings are, when your classes are, when you do have those little breaks. And it only takes a little bit. It only takes like that twenty, that added twenty or thirty minutes every week to get in to fit in the activity that you need when you're not having to be accounted, you know, accountable to everybody else in your life at the moment if that makes sense. So I love that. You well, just have to find those hidden gems. <laughs> and that sweet spot, you know, we talk about the sweet spot in sports, you know, there's a sweet spot in motherhood too. Like for me, I will tell you, you know, and I, I get this, and I think a lot of moms will resonate with me. I cannot do that extra half hour in the morning because I would rather sleep. I know that sounds ridiculous, yeah. but, and then I can't focus on my workout because I'm thinking about, I got to get, I, I got to get the two lunches made. I got to get the, the backpack. His library book is upstairs. The clothes have to go to the dad's house. You know, I the, the laundry's got to be switched. You know, there's like 50 million things that are going through my mind. And what I find, and this was through trial and error, because I tried, I, I tried everything. I will tell you, I'm that type of person. And what I found is that. I have to get up in the morning and get my stuff done. I have to, to cook breakfast, load the dishwasher, switch the laundry, get it rolling. I got to get my kids dressed and ready for school. Lunch is made, backpacks packed, you know, overnight bag to go to their dads. I got to get all that done, get them to school. And then from 8.15 to 9 o'clock, like before I have to start work, that is my workout time. And I actually leave the school in my workout wear, I'm always fully dressed in my workout wear when I when I leave the school in the morning and I go immediately to work out. And sometimes that's the gym, sometimes that's the park, sometimes it's my garage, sometimes it's the pool. I don't care what it is, but that is that sweet spot so that it and it makes a natural break between motherhood and working person because there is a transition that happens psychologically and so I can bridge those two lifestyles because I'm a very dynamic hard-working you know executive yet I'm also you know a mom and so to go to switch between those two things that workout at that moment gives me some transition time to mentally adjust from one role to the other and I can really focus on my workout and then come home and I'm the master of like the five minute shower and then you know 18 minutes later I'm at my desk and I can work until I have to pick up my kids from school. I think that's great. That's the me time. That's the me time that you need that I think everyone needs and that's the idea I think we were talking about earlier, which is it's not selfish, it's self-preservation. Like if you're not working well, you're not going to work well for others. If you're not mentally sane, you're not going to be able to communicate well with others. Like it, it all comes back to, I mean, and I think moms get a lot of flack sometimes. There's been the recent stuff about, um, you know, putting you first before the kids or putting your husband like that relationship is number one compared to your relationship with your kids or whatever, pe however people want to word it. But I think at the end of the day, the, the idea is basically the same is that you do have a lot of self-sacrifice when it comes to your kids. And you should. I mean, your kids are a lot of responsibility. They're, you know, 
they're a, a large responsibility in your life. They aren't your life. Your life doesn't just stop and theirs begin when they are born. You still have to continue fulfilling your wants and your needs um, in order to know how to fulfill theirs, honestly. Well, yeah, you know, I have a rule of thumb that I teach my moms, you know, that I coach and that I, that I speak to and I talk. It's really hard. Again, we talk about these absolutes. My advice to any mom listening today is you have to be number one most of the time. Because you have children, and especially if they're small children, you can't be number one all the time. Because you have a husband, or in my case, you know, my dad, I have elder care and child care issues, but you have to put yourself number one most of the time. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about um, some workouts. We're going to talk about managing flexibility and working out while being a single or a working or a full-time stay-at-home mother. More after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Join us for Healing with the Marika Method. This is an amazingly informative show to help heal people as well as their horses, dogs, and cats. This show inspires and empowers people to take charge of their own health and their animals' health using the power of diet, nutrition, natural medicines, and lifestyle to heal a variety of health problems. Learn how food impacts all physical and emotional health conditions and how diet and natural medicines are used to heal the body, mind, and spirit. Marika is a health and nutrition specialist, homeopathic practitioner, a gifted medical intuitive and healer, and an author and educator with over two decades of experience in clinical practice for people and their pets. Join our host, Marika Vandewater, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about Okay, much better. I've had a lot of coffee. Oh, yeah, you got it. I actually... During the break, I disconnected my tablet, you know, and then I carried it in there and I put it on mute and did my business and came back because I'm like, <laughs> this is not going to happen. I love that you just admitted that. I almost thought about it, but I was like, I don't think I can move. I don't think I, I don't know how to mute my laptop. I could done it on my tablet, but not my laptop. Oh, that's hilarious. Like, that's hilarious. Yes, I thought um, this is our second. I don't know what show. I don't even know what show we're on. This is the second yeah. half of a show. Yes, this is the second half of the third show. 
second half of the third show. Okay, so let's talk about, um, should we talk about uh, uh, like different types of workouts? Should we move into that arena? Sure. Okay. Strength to cardio workouts or yeah, just any workouts? Yeah, you know, let's okay. talk about the benefits of each and why we need them and, you know, we'll just freeform. We're doing great. Okay, great. Perfect. Okay, uh, one second, and you guys can go ahead and press on. Okay, go for it. This is Sandra Beck, and this is Powered Up Talk Radio, and this is the third show in our health, wellness, and fitness series for moms where we are debunking some of the myths. We are talking about the ways that we can create a healthy lifestyle. Earlier on in the show, if you missed that, you can check us out on iTunes and listen in because we talked a lot about how technology has affected our lifestyle, how prepackaged foods and convenient foods are affecting our longevity and, more importantly, our children's longevity. And one of the things that, um, before we get into our uh, talking about workouts and flexibility, I want to let people know a little little bit that I discovered, um, we talked about it earlier in, in the series about a Valentine's Day party that I had at my house with like 20 little boys in the fifth and sixth grade. And, and Polly, I was astounded at how much knowledge these kids had. And they were talking about girls, they were talking about, you know, one of them was really upset because his mom was so heavy. And you know, I think we really underestimate our our kids today because they are on the Internet. They are watching YouTube videos that teach them things, you know, way far beyond our control. They have a question, and instead of, you know, like when I was little, you know, I, I would ask my older brothers or older sisters, you know, a question because there was no more information resource. I think we had a set of encyclopedias, you know, that my mom got at the grocery store, Funkin' Wagnalls, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was, you know, and we could read about Zambia and, you know, get like two paragraphs on Zambia. Um, uh -huh. But now today the kids, when they're, when they're developing and they're changing and their bodies are changing and they're, they have a question, they just go to Google. You know, Wikipedia is, is second knowledge to these kids. And in fact, my older son, you know, the one I call Frazier, um, Frazier had a meltdown recently because he did a report on Florida and he pulled the wiki data and he went all in and got the current data and he got marked off because the school book that they were using, the data was dated 2006 and he was like, huh. Mom, it's 2014. Why would I pull data from 2006? And and the teacher was, you know, she had a valid point. She's like, well, this is the textbook we're using. These are the things that you have to use. And he's like, but I just go to the Internet and I get the information right away. So, you know, our kids are much more savvy than they have ever been in the past. And we as a generation, both parents and children, we're so attuned to getting instant gratification. You know, we don't write a letter anymore. We Skype. We text. I text my girlfriends, my mommy friends all day long. We have the best conversations. And I might have 20 of them going at once with 20 different moms. And we all know what's happening. And then I pop in on Facebook and see what the other moms are doing. And then I have my clients and my company and my work and all this thing. But so much information data is being transferred at such a rapid rate that we have to kind of put a halt up and say, okay, 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 
what are we going to do today? How are we going to show up? You know, I get up in the morning and I say, this is going to be a good day. This is going to be a fit day. And then I stop for a second and I say, what can I do today to get me to where I want to be? Because it's really easy to get sucked into the black hole of your life and a half of year of school year has gone by before most moms take a breath and they go, crap, summer is coming and it's pool season out here in California and I, I hate it because I can't fit into my bathing suit, I'm whatever. And we're, we're, we've got so much going on, Polly, you know, and I'm sorry to have, you know, just blabbed this whole intro to the show. But, you know, I get so frustrated because we're moving at such a fast rate. Our kids are being educated at such a fast rate and beyond our control that at some point I feel like I've got to stand up and scream stop and then figure out what am I doing with my life. And I'm not talking about, you know, in the spiritual level or in the grand picture of things, but if I'm getting up and stuffing prepackaged food in my mouth and I'm throwing a lunchbox full of crap with my kids and then we're running all over to this activity and that activity and my kids are getting you know their workouts and I'm not and we're all wired into electronics there's something I just know it's 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 going to end up badly and my biggest trouble is trying to figure out like you know what type of workouts to do and as I get older there's a teacher at my elementary school that I love looking at I feel like I'm the weird stalker you know room mom parent mom because this woman is in her 60s and she walks so fluidly and so lovely and I I stopped her one day and I said what is your secret she says I do yoga every day she walks like she's 11 years old with all these elementary school age you know bendable children Where the rest of us are, you know, at 40, 50, and 60, really starting to lose a lot of that natural flexibility because we sit all day. Yep. Yep. It, it's, it's definitely the case. Everything starts to tighten up after a while. Your hamstrings start to tighten up, which are the muscles behind your legs, which then starts to pull on your lower back, which starts to give you lower back pain. I mean, it's, it's again, it's a domino effect. So, you stop moving, things stop working. You need to move your body and work your body for your body. I mean, I think yoga is great. Like, is it for everybody? No. Is it the end all be all? No. I think one of the important things it gives to the health and wellness industry is it does get people stretching when they normally wouldn't. Like one of the biggest things I have to deal with with my clients is making sure that when they're not with me that they're adequately like stretching before and after the workouts that they're doing because over time your your muscles are going to get so tight or they're going to get so knotted up that you're going to start to be able to function less even if you're an active person even if you run every day and you run around with your kids or row or whatever activity you choose to do if you're not stretching around that activity in the appropriate way you're uh, you're hurting more than you're helping i guess um so I have to focus with that. Um, I focus that in particularly with my online clients um, based on the activities that they do or what they are lack thereof in terms of if you're sitting all day and the things that they need to do um, to help to help them like stay, stay flexible, to stay, to have their body keep that full range of motion in terms of their walking and their sitting and their, you know, lifting things. Because um, a lot of times where you're feeling the pain too is not necessarily what's wrong. So clients with knee pain, it's not usually that your knees, it's because your thighs are really tight. 
because your lower back is tight because your hips are a little off center and because your hips are tight and you know, I don't, I can't describe it via, via radio, but because your hips are a little altered, it's putting a undue pressure on the smaller muscles around your knee, which is causing your knee pain, but it's not actually your knee, but you got to find all that stuff out. You kind of have to kind of like the where's Waldo of pain. You kind of have to search your own body and kind of figure out where are the tight spots. And then I help you come up with the, the right kind of stretches to, um, you know, expand yourself back out to, <laughs> to working properly. <laughs> Well, and you know, that's, that's really important. I mean, we laugh about it, but I can't tell you how many of my mommy friends have hurt their backs, you know, picking up a, a baby out of the crib, you know, who's rolled over in the corner and you got to stretch weird ways. And I will tell you as a single mother living on a horse ranch, I have to lift stuff. I have a pool, so we're talking 50 pounds of chlorine, and it's not like I live in a city area where it's paved where you can, you know, put it on a roller and roll something. There's, you know, 75 feet of dirt between me and where the pool equipment needs to go from my car, you know, and it's it's physically demanding, and there is no husband to carry my kid who falls asleep on the couch upstairs, either I wake him up, which sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't, or I carry him. So, you know, the very nature of being a mother can be very physically demanding, especially if you're active. And as a single mother, it's even more so. And I see a lot of my friends getting injured. The few injuries that I have had as a single mother are a direct result of my lack of strength and my lack of flexibility. And balance goes along with that too. When you sit a lot, Polly, you, I see it in my dad, you know, who's 80 years old, and I get him walking in the park every day because his balance gets off, his muscles atrophy, his, his, he gets doppelly. Yeah. And, you know, by the time three months of walking him in the park, I would take him, I'd do my thing, the kids would do their thing, and, you know, we all come back together after an hour. You know, even though I could see my kids, I would watch them. I don't just let them go. Um, but... He's 81 and his fitness level completely changed. He's not fallen down like his peer group because he's not sitting all day. And many of us have to sit all day from for our jobs. So what type of workouts do we need, especially being sedentary? Moms spend a lot of time in the cars and a lot of us work on the computer from home. <laughs> okay, well, I can definitely say the majority um, or common problem for this is, is tight hamstrings. So the best thing to do is to make sure you're doing an appropriate warm-up with whatever workout that you choose to do. And by that, I mean a lot of people I see, there's, there's two different types of stretching. Let's start there. There's dynamic stretching and there's static stretching. Now, dynamic stretching is more of a movement within the stretch. Like you see people swinging their leg back and forth or up and down or you're swinging your arms side to side like you're you're moving you're getting everything loose like you're kind of oiling up the joints and getting getting the engine revved up that's kind of that's what a dynamic stretch looks like it's a movement whereas a static stretch is what you see when people literally lean over and try to touch their toes and hold for 20 to 30 seconds now you never want to do static stretching at the beginning because it's actually counterproductive because you're going to, you're whatever, and whatever you're going to do, whether it's swimming or running or biking, you're going to end up needing to contract the muscles. And if you think of the muscle like a rubber band, like if you're stretching out the rubber band, the longer, the bigger the rubber band is, the less elasticity it has. So the weaker it is, a, t a strong rubber band is tight and firm. So 
at the beginning, you want to loosen up the joints and the tendons and the muscles and everything, but you want to keep them strong and tight and powerful because they're going to start contracting to perform whatever movement you're about to do. And then at the end is when you static stretch where you elongate the muscle, where you let the muscle because you've already ripped it apart. You've already worked it, overloaded it, and now it's going to have to repair itself and like restore all of your energy. And what you want it to do is repair yourself, like repair itself correctly. So that's where the static stretching comes in, where you keep it smooth so you don't get all the muscle knots that tie up the bigger muscles and then which causes more pain and stress on the smaller muscles, um, if that makes sense. So inevitably what I'm saying is, is that when it, when you're dealing with a situation where you're sitting every day constantly for like six to eight hours a day, you don't want to go from zero to 100. You want to get up. You want to maybe, if you're a runner, maybe do like a quick power walk or maybe a very slow or slight jog before you start with the actual running pace that you're going to do. If you're about to strength train, again, kind of, you know, walking out on your hands, doing a plank. So a lot, I could throw out a lot of lingo, which I think would be confusing for some people who don't understand um, the types of exercises, but um, needless to say, you need to like research it online. Google Images is great for that. Um, I send out strength workouts with my own company um, just to get a good idea. Just Google in, type in dynamic warm up, and you can see kind of generally what I'm talking about before you start whatever you plan on doing. And the other thing I have to say is be consistent. So flexibility is one of those things that you don't go again. You don't go from like I can barely touch my toes to touching your toes in a week. It's one of those things that kind of gradually like inch by inch over time you're making progress without actually seeing progress but because you're consistent and doing it every day eventually you do get to your toes it just may be six months five months not you know six days five days and it may be something that you feel like this is making no difference I'm the same every day until all of a sudden you're just not and I see that a lot with my clients you just have to have faith in the process well, and I can tell you, you know, if you really are in tune with your body, you know, I, I, I have one of my other mantras, which is work from the inside out. I know if I go to my yoga class or I do my yoga tapes or even just, you know, when I'm doing certain things like in the kitchen, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I'll use my kitchen counter because it's high, like as a ballet bar, I put my leg up and I stretch or I stretch in the pool. It feels so good when you're under stress and everything's so tight. And a good yoga class you know, or a good yoga workout, whether it's a DVD or whatever you do, can feel as good as a whole body massage. I was shocked when, when I went to a massage in one week and then two days later I went, or a week later maybe went to a massage or a, a yoga class. And I'm like, oh, my God, my whole body just felt so wonderful. Um, you know, but it's that gut adage, you know, you, 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 if you don't use it, you lose it. And it's always funny to me, um, Polly, because I see my friends and, you know, this is L.A., so everybody's got fancy cars and SUVs and boats and, you know, all the big toys. And they are diligent about getting the oil changed, about, you know, getting their car detailed and cleaned. And I thought, God, if we took care of our bodies the way we took care of our, you know, quads and our our SUVs and our, you know, sports cars and our boats, you know, we would be in so much better shape. You know, it's so funny because I just think sometimes like our priorities, our thinking is wrong. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. And again, it's it's the thing we went back to, I think, in another episode about how many things people just think are normal. Like, oh, I have lower back pain. Like, I have freckles. 
Like I'm never going to get rid of my freckles. I get more freckles in the summer. Freckles will never go away. My lower back pain can go away. It's not a thing. It's not, it's not something that's just, I mean, arthritis, that's a thing. That's something that isn't necessarily curable, can be maybe moderated depending on the case with like healthy lifestyle, eating habits, things like that. But Certain types of pain, everyday common ailments, headaches, tension headaches, a lot of that comes from stress and tension in your neck and shoulders. Like you said, just one good massage and everything just kind of releases and all the tension kind of goes away and one shoulder isn't supposed to be higher than the other shoulder. And it just means that the muscles in your back are really tight. And like, and there's this great thing um, called a foam roller. It's self-myofascial release. I do it with all of my clients. I recommend all of my clients get one. If you Google foam roller, it comes up. It's a very simple looking tool. It's about mm, maybe about five feet uh, long. Uh, Lengthwise, you can get a shorter one too. But it's basically like a body iron. It's kind of made out of um, foam. It's very light, very portable. Um, But with my clients, it's kind of a different type of it's not, it's not a different type of stretching, but it's a different way to um, get out the kinks, which is you just roll your body, use your own body weight as leverage over the foam roller and over your calves, over your thighs, over your back. And it's great for women, especially on the back and like the bra strap area, because we kind of have that extra weight in front, some of us more than others. And, um, and it kind of, it gets us in that lean forward posture, which creates a lot of stress in our, in our back. So it releases all of that. And you just roll, it's, it's a self massage. You just roll your body all over it. If you, if you do go to a gym, you probably see people using them, but it's a great way again. And I have one at home. Like I have one right next to me right now. So when I'm at the computer and I'm leaning over for like three hours and writing and typing and and I start to feel like the cramp in my legs or the cramp in my back, I just put the roller on the ground, slam my body on it and just roll around. And it just everything I hear my back pop, I just my limbs become looser, like I get more blood to my head again. (laughs) Like, it's amazing. And it's only like 20, 25 bucks to get but it's definitely worth an investment. And another thing that you can do to kind of um, uh help the pain dissipate in whatever way because we're we just this repetitive stuff we do every day for so long and and within we take like 10 minutes to counteract it which isn't making any sense how do you take 10 minutes to counteract something you're doing to your body eight or ten hours a day I don't know you know I don't know yeah well you know not you're gonna laugh at me you know because you know I'm so thrifty and and I you know a, a lady on a show before told me to get one of those foam rollers and you know you want to you're going to laugh I know you're going to laugh at this but you can go to Lowe's you know Lowe's hardware and Home Depot or Walmart and they sell high density foam pool noodles those things they're great they're the same diameter they're the same thickness they do have a little drainage hole in them but they do the exact same thing Big Lots had them this summer for $3.50 each. Uh, Walmart had them for $5.50, and Lowe's was the big one for $6.50. I have a pink, a blue, and an orange one, and the kids use them in the pool, but I'll tell you what I do when I need that relief, you know, like you can roll on it, and you can roll your feet on it, you know, from sitting in the chair. And it's so funny because a a plain old pool noodle, you got to get the big ones, the good ones, not the cheap little skinny ones. But it's the same darn thing. It's a high density foam noodle. Yes. No, that's you. Then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's amazing. I just, I mean, 
especially if you work out outdoors. Like if you work at, if you're not, if you're not a person in a gym, it's a great thing to have at your home to like, to have like right after you're done running or even, and it is the one thing actually that you can do before you work out. So besides the dynamic stretching, if you do have like, if you do have pain in your knee or you have like maybe some pain in your ankle, your calves are tight, roll them out, roll out, roll out your legs, add, get the leverage in there, get some of the knots out because it's almost like kind of setting everything right for when you're about to go into like put stress on all the body. But it, but it's gonna be it's gonna be the right amount of stress and it's gonna put it's gonna put the stress on the muscles that need to be stressed um, because everything because you got the kinks out you got the knots out so it's a great thing and use the noodle and honestly if you have a more specific spot so if there's spots in your back especially kind of underneath your shoulder blades like your traps and your rhomboids um, grab a tennis ball grab a I think what is it a lacrosse ball I think they use and tennis ball. A squash ball, even something really like small, round, pretty hard. And then you just put it on the ground and you lay on top of it. Now, it's not the most relaxing feeling, but it definitely will get into those like little areas where the little knots happen. Um, or you can press it up against the wall and press your body up against the ball and put the ball between you and the, the wall and you. And then just again, use your own body weight as leverage and just press into the ball and it will just like massage out those little knots kind of right underneath the shoulder blades. And it makes a world of difference, a world of difference. And you can Google a lot of this stuff too. Um, if you Google like foam rolling and stretching, um, trigger point is what the little ball um, thing is called, but they can show you on YouTube and Google images. Um, they have tons of people demonstrating this stuff all the time. Um, and it can make a world of difference in how you carry yourself. I think. Well, and it's so great because, you know, when I think about, you know, like your $5 class that you hold in Central Park and I, you know, look at me being a single mom and I also look at, you know, about being like a conscious purchaser, you know, like I don't want to have a bunch of junk all over my house and workout equipment that I don't use. And I, you know, look at like, you know, tennis balls and a, you know, and a pool noodle, you know, how much, you know, the kids get used out of it, you know, even just that, that foam roller, or I call it the pool noodle, you know, they become swords in our our house you know we jump over them you know the kids can smack each other with them and not get hurt you can use them I mean I love these multi-use things and I love that they don't break the bank so you know when you combine these household items you know I think back to like I don't remember this but I've seen it on in the internet you know Richard Simmons when he's like take the milk jugs and yes. you know do your butterflies you know huh? things like that you know, that's what this segment made me think of is, you know, the pool noodle and the tennis ball, you know, giving yourself, you know, relief and a massage. And, you know, there's not anybody who doesn't who has children that does not have a ball in the house that would work. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I think it's I think it's a great game to play to figure out like what you can. And I've, I've even done it when I've done some workouts at home and it calls for like a sandbag or like a weight that I don't have. Like I'll find books. I've lifted juice cartons. I've lifted like frozen veggies. I've done, <laughs> I've done I, you know, you can make it happen. And cause I'm a huge component of functional exercising. I do this in the gym, even though we're surrounded by weights and machines. And honestly, I don't put any of my clients on machines unless they have like an injury that we need to avoid and really isolate a muscle. Um, I don't like them sitting down. I like them moving constantly because I want all the exercises to reflect their day-to-day -day movements in life. Um, that's why I'm not a huge fan of the elliptical because you don't elliptical anywhere. 
I'm going to elliptical to the store. I'll be right back. We don't, we don't right. do that in real life. No, you know what I will tell you as a mom, the best workout that anybody's ever had me do, and I know it sounds so boring and so trite, but is squats because yeah. You have to pick up a thousand Legos in your lifetime. You have to carry your grocery bags and pick them up. And a lot of us have to carry them upstairs and downstairs. The laundry basket that goes upstairs. All the crap your kids leave in the living room that they go to school and you get to pick up and carry upstairs. I would say that your thigh and butt muscles are the most used. They also push the vacuum cleaner. Because I will tell you, the lady who trained me a couple years ago, she gave me me all these squat exercises and I could clean the house like nobody's business and the flexibility made it possible for me to get in the corners it was truly amazing how how much less time and effort housework took when I had a strong core and a strong butt and thighs oh absolutely and I don't know about you Sandra but I would like to still be alone using the bathroom when I'm 80 so I'd like to be able to sit on the toilet by myself and that's also what I tell my clients. I was like, you want to learn to squat because you want to be able to sit on the toilet by yourself because that's exactly what you're doing every single time. And so you want to keep those muscles strong. I do a fun exercise with a lot of my travel clients, like a pickup to carry where I have them like pick up a weight off the ground and then stretch it over their heads, but in the right way from a squat to overhead because they're lifting so much luggage all the time into those overhead compartments that the most important thing you need to do when you're training these, like you said, like it's a reflex. Like I need my clients to reflexively squat down to pick up the item, to pick up their child, to pick up the luggage, not bend over. And if you're not aware of that, then you're going to be constantly doing it. And I'll even have them do like 20 very nice looking squats. And then I'll say, okay, pick up that weight. And then they bend over to get the weight. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like squat down to get the weight. But you have, I mean, it takes time. Some, some people are slower than others, but eventually you get it. But you're absolutely right. It's functional. It's what you need. It, it plays into things you do every single day. And that's what I try to think about when I'm prescribing these exercises. Well, yeah, and as women and as moms, and I'm just going to say this because we're going to go to commercial break, do your squats because it will help you with the housework, and who doesn't want to have a great ass? I mean, it's just the way it is. You're not going to get it without working out. You're not going to sculpt it. You're not going to do anything that you can not have to do when you're raising your kids and being able to put on your jeans and feel good and look good in them. I will just say selfishly, I don't care about starving in the world right now. I want to fit into my pants and look good and that might make me selfish, but for today, that's about all I can do. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about flexibility and workouts when we come back. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prominent career, is the brains behind The Real Cougar Woman. She shares her wisdom, grace, and laugh-out-loud opinions based on her stellar successes, both in the financial world and in her personal life. Check out our website, poweredupwithbeckandfranklin.com, and join us next week for another great conversation. We're here every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, right here on toginet.com. <laughs>